Hello and welcome to this IDC Special Edition Tech Talk podcast. My name is Thomas Mayer and I'm the General Manager for Research IDC Europe. And I'm joined here today by Danielle, Tom and Ryan who will give you some insights into how end users, how users are dealing with the S4 HANA migration. Now, clearly this is triggered by a deadline which uh, I'm sure most of you are aware about but let's let's maybe start with Ryan and jump right into it so what does that SAP announcement with the deadline of 2025 mean for SAP customers well at the moment Tom the customers that we are speaking to have a lot of difficult unanswered questions that they're asking and they faced with complex IT and business decisions they essentially need to pull together stakeholders from across IT finance and other lines of business to assess the potential options, the risks um, that exist around this announcement. Essentially, IDC is also speaking to a lot of C-level executives across Western Europe. We're speaking to the IT services companies and we're speaking to the wider ecosystem to learn more about the associated challenges that exist, as well as the opportunities that are presenting themselves for the ecosystem. Essentially, regardless of the provider, Core modernization comes with a wealth of financial, IT, and business benefits and should be a consideration of organizations regardless of this announcement. Now, so when we look at that, we have a compelling trigger event. Um, but to be quite honest, Danielle, I guess the, the, the big question is most of the customers are on transformation journey at some point and it's obviously very key to look particularly at their core modernization. So what does that mean more specifically? So what we are seeing is that now that digital transformation has moved from one of projects at the edge to delivering new business models, organizations realize that the only way to escape what we call the POC jail, so basically getting to scale in terms of innovation, is generating an integrated enterprise-wide technology architecture. And to do that, you need the core to run at the same pace as your digital front office. So the real trigger behind this is monetizing digital investments, which are huge, 200 billion last year, growing very fast, this number, 18% year-on-year growth rate, uh, and basically finding a way to put together every single effort that you are doing around digital. So effectively what you're trying to align is finally, and I think a lot of companies have been trying to avoid it, the, the, the core and building that intelligence core are in line with the digital transformation efforts and everything else they've done around their items of innovation and their front office and start bringing all this together for better outcomes. Now, what do you see as the key benefits, and I think you started talking about this already a little bit, of modernizing uh, this core in terms of process? So I think this comes back to the fact that Ryan highlighted. So we have been talking to digital executives, technology leaders, business leaders to understand exactly where is that they are seeing the value from core modernization and even more specifically ERP stack modernization. And what we have realized is that the benefits come in three ways. First wave of value is around gaining end-to-end -end visibility. So basically, we see European organizations have, having very disjointed technology landscape, and integrating that gives a lot of opportunities for cost reduction. So let's say bottom line is the center of the benefits in the first stage. 
The second stage is all around embedding technology in the ERP stack because organizations need to deliver real-time personalized digital products, services, and experiences. And of course, here the conversation is about making money. So it's about new revenue streams. Now, the final and even more important way of benefits is tapping into the ecosystem to get to scale. So from the ERP perspective, business model transformation and ecosystem business models means that extensibility is going to be indeed the name of the game. You need to be able to flesh out the right data to your customers, partners, suppliers in a secure way. So these are basically the three steps to modernize your core and finally start monetizing digital investments. So that's great. So there's a greener land out there, a, a, a nirvana that you can aspire to to, to go to. Um, but at the same time, I guess what's holding a lot of companies back is making that big decision. Also because, for one, there is a massive cost envelope that's potentially attached to that as well. So how should companies go about making that decision going forward? Tom, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a massive decision, but uh, it's, you know, it's, of course, a massive opportunity uh, as well. And businesses will only have the opportunity to you know, revisit their ERP platform, potentially switch, potentially upgrade that platform every 10 or 20 years. So, uh, yeah, it's an uh, yeah, enormous opportunity to be capitalized on there. And, of course, it always starts with some kind of trigger, and that trigger may be the uh, that deadline from SAP, that 2025 uh deadline. It could, could also be the realization that your competition have moved on uh, and are capitalizing on uh, some technology that you don't have, which could be quite scary. Uh, it could be that you've got this business opportunity you've identified and you're unable to uh, deliver that because you don't have the, the, the systems you require. So whatever that trigger point is, uh, shouldn't really define the, uh, the decision-making process uh, on its own. So it's really important to take a step back and you know, really make a take a comprehensive view of your your business's future ERP needs, and uh, you know then I suppose at that point we 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 start this uh, important decision making process. And IDC are building a framework to assist uh, assist businesses with this. But the first the first step on that decision making path is the identification of that decision making team. And you know, this, of course, is a cross functional team. Uh, ERP has a, uh, a very broad impact, a very uh, large number of stakeholders. So it's important that the decision making team reflects that, of course. And um, that, you know, that's step one. And uh, step two really is identifying the, uh, the business objectives, the business needs that this platform is going to address. And th th this, is, this is new uh, in some cases. So uh, the last cycle of ERP selection might have been more driven by uh, features and functions. Uh, these days, uh, it's really about business impact. Uh, that's what's going to determine your choice of ERP system and the platform upon which you run it. So very important to, uh, to identify those business objectives. And from there on, uh, it's really a question of looking finally at the uh, at which vendor, which platform might be most suitable. And really, the, the, the fourth and final step on that path is to then select that um, the, the implementation route that is going to work for you. But I think what I want to highlight is the fact that the order in which you make those decisions is, is very important. If uh, if, if those decisions are taken out of order, there's a high chance that uh, the, the right option for your business is eliminated too soon. So uh, very important that uh, the sequencing is um, done correctly, because at the very 
at best, you're going to end up uh, extending your process. When you learn something later in the process, that means you have to restart and reassess. So uh, that is that. That's the framework that uh, that we're that we're working on. And um, yeah, very important uh, decision again, just to uh, make that point one last time. All right, that's great, Tom. Thank you. And uh, you've obviously, as, as one of your steps, uh, you've worked in uh, procurement, so you're acutely aware of the triggers it may uh, and the ripples it may lead through through the organisation. Yeah, I think one of the uh, uh, one of the challenges that big businesses face, and I'm trying to very much address this within the framework here, is that uh, you know the trigger is often something of an emergency. It creates a sense of urgency within the business, and uh, uh, then of course uh, that uh, that decision making process and possibly even the implementation that follows can be can be rushed. <laughs> And this is this is a particularly important upgrade cycle for ERP. If this if this is rushed, businesses will find themselves in ten years or twenty years with systems that are not appropriate. In fact, it could actually kill your business. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is uh, this is a decision that shouldn't be rushed through in in, in a short uh, in, a, in a short period uh, to patch over a problem, whether that be a deadline from a vendor or or any other kind of short term pressure. It's definitely a take a step back decision. This not a uh, um, you know, not one to uh, power through. Businesses have already failed uh, as a result of bad ERP implementations, even in the days when it was a little bit more important than it is in these days of DX. Okay. Transformation, so. That's interesting. I mean, so, so we heard, I mean, there's a need to modernize, clearly. There's a need to build an intelligent core. Don't just go for the deadline. That is not enough of a trigger. Think of all the options as, as you go uh, along that line. Now, we'll be building out a lot more um, uh, research consulting and advisory around this topic. So uh, it just leaves me to thank Danielle, Tom and Ryan here. So what I would ask everyone is to stay tuned and watch out for more insights. So thank you very much uh, to the team here in the room and thank you very much to all of the listeners out there.